Thanks for checking out the New Hope Podcast. We believe this message will encourage you and transform you into who God is calling you to be. You are loved. Enjoy. Are you excited to be at church today? I'm excited. Vicky's excited to be at church. Hey, listen. Maybe you come from a different church background, but you know what? When you get hungry for the things of God... You get boldness. You get excited. It's not. It's okay to be excited at church. Right? Doesn't matter if you're Baptist or Methodist or Pentecostal. It's okay. It's a good thing. Amen? It's a good thing even if you're calm. That's also a good thing. Right? I remember one time someone said, Pastor Landon, you're going to be running all over the place. And I'm like, no. I'm not. Listen, we're in a brand new we're in a brand new series, but we're already three weeks in, called what? Things Jesus never said. And today we're looking at one um, that I'm really excited about. Last week, do you guys remember which one we talked about last week? Last week we talked about do whatever makes you happy. Jesus never said that. Right? He never said do whatever makes you happy. This week, we're going to be talking about this idea, love your friends only. Love your friends only. Jesus never said that. And you're like, Pastor Landon, aren't we supposed to come to church and find out what Jesus said? That's the only thing you're going to hear today that Jesus didn't say. You're going to hear some things uh, this morning. You guys remember your first best friend? Come on. Come on, you remember your first best friend when you were just a little kid or whatever? Come on, anybody? Yes, a few of us. Listen, I remember my first best friend. And you know what's amazing about my first best friend? I met him in kindergarten. I went to this little, uh, this Baptist church kindergarten because where I came from, there was no kindergarten in public school yet. I'm of that generation, okay? There was no kindergarten in school yet where I came from. But when I was young, um, I went to school, I went to kindergarten, and I met a guy, and you, I think you heard, I told a story about this kid before, but I met a guy named Solomon. And you know why I knew that his name was Solomon? Because his mom had sharpied it on his forearm. <laughs> that was his name tag, not just for the first day of school, because it was a sharpie, but for like a week and a half, two weeks. And you know what? For some reason, Solomon and I became best friends. We came from totally different backgrounds. He, he lived, listen, I lived on, the, in, in, on like the border of a place called Dune Street. Dune Street was a place where all the kids with maybe a single, came from a single mom family, there was, it was government housing, and we lived just on the other side of, of Dune Street. Well, Solomon lived, I was in this house, and across the street was Solomon. We were born a week apart. That's why we were always excited. I was seven days older than Solomon. It's like, yes! But guess what? Solomon was taller than me, of course. <laughs> you know what, though? Not, nobody else liked Solomon. Because he, he rarely ever bathed. He wore the same brown corduroy 
pants to school. And like I said, his sharpie, it might have been longer than two weeks. No one really liked Solomon. But you know what? I wasn't old enough to understand why people didn't like him. My older brother, who was 10, he, he made fun of him all the time. And I couldn't understand. Like, this is my best friend. This, this, he's, he, we're a week apart. He lives across the street. And you know what? He lived, I one time walked into his house. He was always at our house, but I walked into his house and there was nothing there. Just some wood floors and a couple paintings on the wall. That's all his dad did was he painted things. And I couldn't quite understand why people didn't like Solomon. But you know what? I loved him. He was my, he was my first best friend. And we did everything together. I remember I was so confused because Solomon didn't have a bicycle. I was like, that's like every five-year-old kid, at least when I was growing up, guess what I did all summer? My mom said, all right, be home at dark, right? Don't get hurt, like whatever. And I get on my bicycle and we just go play all day long. And I couldn't understand why Solomon didn't have a bicycle. So when I was six years old, I got a red and white BMX. Remember those? Oh, yeah. Right? And on the, on the handlebars was the padding and stuff. So if you did something dumb, at least it wouldn't hurt that bad. <laughs> right? So guess what I did? Solomon and I were best friends. I didn't want to leave him out. So guess what I did? I put Solomon on the little uh, cushion thing on the front of my, right? On, on the, on the what, handlebars, thank you. And then he put his feet down on the little pegs, on the little nuts that were on the, on the wheels. And guess what? Solomon and, I, Solomon and I drove around all summer because guess what? We were best friends. To me, it was easy to love my best friend. We got to play together all day. Do you guys have a best friend? you guys have friends now? I hope you do. But today, we're going to not just be talking about friends... We're going to be talking about the, what the Bible calls enemies. But man, I miss, I miss Solomon. And uh, I want to read this scripture before we get started. It says in Luke 6, 32, If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for your word. We pray that you would speak life, liberty, and you would speak to us this morning about your freedom. Lord, that you would speak to us through your word and we would understand. And we wouldn't just understand, but we would apply it to our life. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. So today we're, we're talking about this, this thing that Jesus didn't say was what? Love your friends only. So I got a friend here today. Come on up, friend. And... And today what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be um, labeling some people. You know that our culture labels people, right? If you go on Facebook or if you go on the news, everybody's labeled. Well, I'm going to label 
my friend here. It's easy, right? It's easy to love our friends. Like, this guy is so nice. He sits on the front row. He says amen all the time, right? And if you haven't met him, this is David, and, and he's going to be our friend for the day. But you know what? It's easy to love people who are maybe like us. You know, we probably have a lot of the same uh, likes, you know. We love the Lord. Um, we both have awesome wives. Like, all of those things, right? We have lots of good things in common. So it's easy, right? It's easy to get along. This guy's a hard worker. He's humble. It's easy. But then... We think about the Bible, it has some contrast. It says, it's easy, your friends, yeah. But what about your enemy? And like today, you're thinking, enemy, I don't know if I have any enemies. What's he talking about? We're going to get into maybe who, you're, what, who you think your enemy is, but I'm going to tell you who your real enemy is today. So, we, we may have some enemies here. So, I've, I've got, where's Day-Day? Where's Day-Day? And, uh... Blake. Where's Mr. Blake? I need your help. So I'm going to start out with an easy one. Um, so we've got, we've got Mr. Day-Day over here. He's a, he's a Seminoles fan. Can you hold that so it doesn't turn around? <laughs> we've got uh, this young man. It's okay. We'll pray for him. Hallelujah! <laughs> you move over here. You guys are friends, maybe. But we, we, start, we start labeling people, right? Our culture labels people. And then we get into maybe some, some different territory, maybe some political territory with uh, Jacob here. And not all of these are correct, okay? Don't judge anybody this morning. But we got Jacob up here. Um, he's our liberal for the day. So you're going to be over here. Uh, and... Uh, We'll pray for you too, brother. And then we got, um, we, need, we need to have a conservative. So Miss Jessie, if you want to come up, we'll, uh, we'll add this. We've we got some prayer for you today too. And you're going to hang out here by your friend. So here you go. There we go. No one laughed at the liberal or at the, at the conservative. Okay. And then we, we, get, a little, we, get, we, we get a little bit deeper. And I need my, my friend Jesus. We need Chewy to come on up if he's in here. And we got, we're going to label Chewy today. Listen, our culture does this. Maybe, maybe you're like, I do this. And so we're going we're gonna to add uh, my friend Jesus. And he's, he's our fearless Mexican. All right, come on over here in the middle. Jesus is a Mexican. Okay, love you. That was just a little joke. Um, <laughs> And then we got Shannon and Monica. We're going to invite them to come on up. Come on up. You guys can stand over here. And, and uh, people, people we're, we're, we're always labeling people, right? And so we're going we're gonna to label them interracial, right? They're married. Look, they're, 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 they're husband and wife. They love each other. And then uh, where's Mr. Davis? Now he's like, why did I have to do this one? Um, and then there's different, then there's different religions all around the world, and we're gonna we're gonna have Kim kind of be our Muslim for today. We hadn't, love you. Hadn't tried that yet. <laughs> I haven't tried that yet. And then where's Steph? Where's our where's our Steph? We're gonna bring you over here at the end here, and uh, she's she's our fearless white girl. So there you go. Come on over. And then hold that so they don't turn it around and give away. All right. So listen, we're, we're, 
I'm sure we could add a bunch to this. And I'm sure some of you are kind of like sitting there like, I'm a little nervous. Like, what's pastor talking about today? Do we, what, what are we doing today? So I want to tell you about a problem that we have. Not just in America, but all over the world. Okay, so here's your first point. So if you get, grab your phone, grab your phone, and we're going to talk about a little problem that, that's all over the place. Number one, Satan wants to divide people. He wants to divide people. Why? Because when he divides people, he can conquer people. He can conquer their heart. God wants our heart, but Satan wants our heart as well. And he wants to divide us. So I'm going to divide us up here a little bit. So I'm going to bring you two over here. Okay, we're dividing you now. And then what I'm going to do is, I'm going to, I'm going to add you over with these people over here. Because this is maybe not as normal. And then we're going to do this. Then we're going to do this right here. You guys are going to be together, and we're going to, we're going to bring this, this group over here together. So he's, he's, he starts trying to divide people and put people in groups and say, okay, these people are for this, and those people are over there are for that, and we're, we're going to divide them. And I'm going to try, the enemy's going to try to make people mad. They're going to be mad at this group, and that group's going to be mad over here at these people. You're like, oh, Pastor Landon, this is like heavy stuff here. His war tactic is to divide and conquer. Satan wants to use our differences to keep us away from each other. To keep us at war and say, well, they believe in this. They don't like this, so I'm going to stay clear of them. I'm going to just talk about them on Facebook. I'm going to just walk by them at Walmart and say, ugh. Satan wants to divide people. What does the Bible say? It says he came to kill, steal, and destroy. Something is totally opposite. Jesus says in the next line, I came to bring life and life more abundantly. Satan came to kill, steal, destroy. God, Jesus came to bring life, and not just life, but life to the full, life more abundantly. Can we live in abundance if we're always fighting with people? Can we have the life that God wants us to lead if we're always at somebody or something? No. Guess what? Then Satan's winning. Satan's doing exactly what he wants to do is divide people, get people fighting with each other. Well, well I'm, I'm a Seminoles fan. And I don't like the Gators. I know that one's like not very divisive, but. Or I'm a liberal and I, I hate conservatives. Or I'm a conservative and I hate Gator fans. <laughs> Whatever it is, if we have fighting, how can we live the abundant life that Jesus came and died on the cross for. Like Pastor Landon. So look, so he pits people against people with their differences. 
at the root of the hate and evil. Listen, there are things up here or values up here that I personally disagree with because of the Word of God. Okay? I disagree 100% with, with abortion. Okay? However, I don't hate people to have abortions. I don't hate people because that's their thoughts and values. Why? Because I want to love them into the kingdom. Amen? Come on. So that's what we're talking about today. We're not saying, hey, we're going to accept everything. No. This is what we accept at New Hope Church. Amen? And so we're going to see as we go a little bit more how Jesus loves people, but we're going to also see how the enemy is trying to divide us. Listen, look what it says here in Ephesians 6.10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Let's pause there. What are the devil's schemes? Came to kill, steal, and destroy. He came to divide and conquer. He came, he's like, man, if I can just mess up some marriages, if I can mess up some friendships, if I can pit this group of people with that group of people, I'm winning. That's his scheme. And you know what? We fall hook, line, and sinker into it, right? Oh, they put this on the news today. Oh, I'm going to fall right into that. I, I hate those people because of X, Y, Z. Right? Christians don't hate anybody. Christians follow Jesus and His standards of living. Amen? Look what it says here. Thank you, everybody, for standing up here. Can we give them a hand? Stay here, but they're doing good. Well, this person offended me. They hurt me, so I, I, can, I can totally disown this person or this or that. Look what the armor, if you go through, okay, verse 12, sorry. For our struggle is not against what? Flesh and blood. We're, we don't need to fight each other. Our struggle isn't against each other. And I think we're missing that. Even, even um, you know, generally speaking, our area is fairly conservative and Christian, right? And that's, that's great. But we're not, we're not fighting against each other. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be at war with people if we're saying I'm, I'm a follower of Christ. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. All the armor of God that He gives us is His. Have you, you know what it's called? The armor of God. So he's saying, hey, listen, in order for you to stop the fighting, in order for you to not be divided, in order for you to love people, doesn't mean you have to accept their way of life. 
It doesn't mean you have to accept how they do things. I'm not saying that at all. Make, make sure that's clear. But it does mean we need to love and we've got to stop fighting. Amen? So the armor of God, it's His armor. He wants to give you gifts. So if you read, it's, I don't have it up here today, but you'll read, there's six pieces to it. And I'm going to go through those really quickly. The belt of truth. The breastplate of righteousness. Number three, feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. That, does, that means we, we are called as Christians to walk... Right? It's feet fitted with the gospel's peace. We're supposed to walk with peace in mind. We are peacekeepers. Christians walk with the gospel of peace. We're, we're, deliver, we're not just peacekeepers. We're not just, um, we're not just going with peace. We are delivering peace. Everybody's like, what is happening at church today? <laughs> Look at me. Number four, shield of faith. Look what it says in the Bible. It says, extinguish all the fiery, flaming arrows of the enemy. So we're supposed to, as Christians, we're supposed to extinguish things, not fuel things. Huh? We're supposed to extinguish things. When the fiery flame comes, we don't grab on and say, okay, how, how can I? Now I'm going to grab it. Now I'm going to shoot it. And I'm going to try to add... Fuel to the fire. No, no, no. The Bible says we have the shield to extinguish the flaming arrows of the enemy. We stop the fire. We don't start the fire. Look what James 3.6 says about fire. The tongue also is a fire. A world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and it's set on fire by hell. Whoa. So who, who brings that fire? The enemy is trying to come to kill, steal, destroy and trying to get us to help divide and conquer. But at New Hope, we're not going to have that, are we? We're going to say, no, 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 I'm, I'm a Christ follower. I want to love people. I want to extinguish. I don't want to set ablaze. Amen? Number five, the helmet of salvation. Number six, the sword of the Spirit. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back before we jump to the next part is I want to read you the whole portion of Scripture for today's message. I read a little bit of that at the beginning, but I want to read the whole part. You guys good up here? Yeah. You guys are awesome. Thank you. You're doing great. You're doing great, Stephanie. Alright, Luke 6, 27. But to you who are listening, I say, this is Jesus, love your enemies. Now, if Jesus said it, should we do it? If Jesus said it, should we do it? Yes. Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, we don't wear, very, we don't wear coats very often in central Florida, do we? Especially last week when it was like 106 with the heat index. Your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others what you would have them do to you. What? That's opposite sometimes of what 
maybe our culture says or what our values are saying. But Jesus is saying, listen, love your enemies. Do good to those who what? Curse you. I think that's hard, isn't it? That's hard to do. When you see so much hate in the world, when you see so much pain, you see so many things that are going on that doesn't line up with, with your biblical, our biblical values. But Jesus knew ahead of time. He's like, okay, I'm going to tell my people. There's going to be an enemy. The enemy's name is Satan. He's going to try to divide people. He's going to try to conquer them. But I'm going to give them a better way. And a better way is sometimes hard. Let's, let's go to the good news. Number two. Number two. God wants us to see people the way He does. So, how is that? How does God want us to see people? Well, I'm going to show you. You know what? This guy is loved by God. Amen. Amen. Three people were excited about that. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> this couple is what? Loved by God. Oh, hey, there you go. I like this together. Seminoles fans. Yep, in most half of Florida. Eh. Our friends. What? Right? Our liberal brother. Love by God. Come on, church. Alright. My Mexican friend. Our conservatives. Our Starbucks drinking white girls. Love by God. Okay. Come on. So you know what? God wants us to see people the way He does. You know that God's not labeling everybody? It's like, oh, uh, that's a liberal. No, you know what? God wants us to introduce people to Him. So He can teach them. So they can have life and have it to the full. Oh, that's a Gator fan. I don't know if I can... Oh. Well, Tim Debo, he's pretty awesome. So, so we can maybe... No, God doesn't label people, church. Everybody was created by God. Everyone. And the enemy's like, well, we can totally mess this up. Let's, let's divide them. And God's like, no, no, no. You are united because you were created by me. You were united because you were created by me. The devil pits people against people with their differences. God unites us with something we have in common. And that's we are a creation of God. And you know what? We're different from all of the other creation. Do you know that? He, kinda, he just spoke everything else, right? Alright, ocean. Yeah, come on over here. Sun, the moon, the stars. He spoke all of those things. And then when he got to us... Guess what he did? He got down and formed us into his image. And he didn't just do that. 
He breathed life into us. He knit each and every one of us together in our mother's womb. So how, why is it so hard to see people the way God does? Do you know that everybody has offended God? Do you know that everyone has sinned and has fallen short of God's glory? We're all in the same boat. We're like, no, I'm not Pastor Landon. I'm uh, this label. I'm above that boat. I'm on a different boat. No, you're not. You're on the same boat. But God loved us so much that He gave His only Son to come and to give us life and to go to the cross for each and every one of us. God sees us different than we see each other. Imagine we could pray and say, God, can I see people the way you do? You know, we all have, we all have some setbacks when we see people. We judge books by their covers, right? You're like, oh, don't judge your book by its cover. We do all the time, don't we? We're like a kid. We're like, oh, well, they're too young to do this. You know what? They're probably not. Well, this person's too old to do that. You know what? They're probably not. We need to see people the way God sees them. And that's what? They're loved by God. Amen? Come on. Look, look what it says here. Um, I want to show you just quickly the attitude of Christ toward, towards someone who, who maybe hated Him or at least was following orders from people who, who hated Him. Alright? They're, they're going to arrest Jesus and take Him and put Him on trial and then eventually put Him on the cross. Look what it says, Luke twenty two forty nine. When Jesus, When Jesus' followers saw... What was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. Come on. Imagine being there in that situation. Ear on the ground. <laughs> but Jesus answered, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and he healed him. There wasn't a hateful, accusing fiber in Jesus on that day. And I think he's saying to us today, no more of this. No more of this, Christian. No more racism, Christian. No more thinking you're better than someone else, Christian. No more labeling someone and saying, Ah, oh, I can't stand that group of people. I can't stand that group of people. No more of this. Because what? As Christians, we don't fight wars like people do. Look what it says in 2 Corinthians. We are human. But we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons. 
to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. We don't fight like the world fights. We fight with this in our right hand and Jesus in our heart. Amen? Alright, here's the last one. And I got it from a song. God's love never fails. It never gives up. All these people up here are God's children. You're God's children. When you walk out of this building today, there's going to be different people everywhere you go. They're going to look different than you. They're going to talk different. They're going to have different values you have. doesn't mean you have to agree with those values. But it means, God, Jesus says, no more of this. I want you to see people the way I see people. Look, here, you guys come together now and hold hands. Here we, there we go. There we go. You might remember what they were labeled, but guess what? God's not labeling them. They're all united. It doesn't mean that, that he agrees with this guy right here, but it does say that he said, I'm going to love this guy on my, on my left because he's a child of God. And that someday he might come to know Jesus as his Lord and Savior. I'm not going to build any wall between him and I because I want him to meet Jesus. Come on, church. He's going to take him to lunch. No. So I want to challenge you with two things today. Number one, if you don't mind standing up for this challenge. Number one, ask God to help you see people the way He does. And to treat people the way He does. Listen, we're human. We're going to fail. But you know what? If we can ask God to daily help us in that area, you'll be surprised what kind of people will be sitting beside you on your left and your right at church. You'll be surprised at the neighbors you're going to help because of your, the love that, that God gives you. Amen? I'm done with fighting. There's been fighting from the beginning of time. And Christian, we're not supposed to be part of it. And Jesus says, no more of this. Number two, ask God to help you be transformed. Look what it says in Romans 12 too. Do not be conformed by the pattern of this world. Don't fight like the world. Don't put people in a box and say that's, that's who, what they are. It says do not conform to the pattern of this world. A pattern is something that continuously happens. And Jesus said, alright, stop. No more of that. I've got a new pattern. And it's called love. And what God is love. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. 
So challenge one, ask God to help you see people the way he does and ask God to renew you by transforming your mind into who he wants you to be. Listen, this is not a message that was birthed in 2019. You're like, oh, Pastor Landon, 2019, he's, he's a young and he's a millennial. No. I gave every piece of information from this book that God inspired 40 people to write way before I was even thought of. This is an eternal message of love that God has for everybody from every generation. Amen? Right, grab someone's hand. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much that we get to come into this place and experience you every Sunday. That we get to come into this place and follow you and to see who you are and to experience your love and your compassion. Lord, thank you that we are loved by you. Thank you that we were created by you to do good things, to do good works. Thank you that, that we are in a, a, a place in history where thousands and thousands of people are coming to faith in you every single day. And before I finish this prayer, if there's anyone who says, today I want to follow Jesus, would you raise your hand and say, that's me. I want to know that love. I want to be transformed. Would you just raise your hand and say, that's me today? I know you're holding someone else's hand. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. And that's an amazing decision. And Lord, I pray today for those that raise their hand, that as they make a commitment to you, as they pray and seek your face, as they ask for forgiveness, as they're filled with your Holy Spirit, that you would guide and lead and direct every aspect of their life. Lord, we thank you today that we are in your kingdom, that we have salvation. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, come on, can we celebrate God today? All over the room. Do we get to be a part of what God's doing? Amen. Amen. We love y'all. We'll see you soon.